Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Vibe with Kai podcast. It's your boy, Kai. And today I'm sitting here with my good friend, and I oh, I, I made sure I didn't I didn't want to mess up your name. It's Chelsea Macaron. Not macaroni. Macaron. Well, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I didn't mess it up. I didn't want to say macaroni. I want, I want to make sure I say it right. Well, in order not to make, be made fun of in like grade school, my husband just said, oh, I'm macaroni so that people wouldn't make fun of him. So, <laughs> you know, he introduces <laughs> us as macaronis. Right, right. It's, it's <laughs> okay. My, my, my legal name is Keenan. And so when I was growing up, everybody would be like, hey, Keenan, where's Kel? I would get that every single <sighs> day, every day. It was like insane. And I was like, oh my God, can you please stop? <laughs> can you please stop? <laughs> but here we are. Here we are with our awesome names. Uh, my friends, I'm sitting here with Chelsea Macaron, uh, who is the the founder of, uh, and you're the founder of this, right? Uh, Healthy Minds uh, and Healthy Minds and More Counseling Services. Uh, yeah. And you're a therapist. And um, you pitched to me this idea that I, I loved, that I, I wanted to run with. Uh, you said, what, 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 wouldn't it be awesome if like people just submitted questions about therapy and just have a therapist answer those questions? Because a lot of times people might have questions that they either don't have the means to find out the answer to, or they are afraid to ask them. So people can submit um, the, their questions anonymously. And that's what we did. So uh, a couple weeks leading up into this interview, uh, I asked all of the people that I follow uh, that follow me on uh, Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter and LinkedIn, uh, if you could ask a therapist any question, what would that question be? And we got so many questions so I'm much sure. so that Chelsea we might have to do we might have to do a part two yeah like legitimately because we got <laughs> a lot so I hope you're not sick of my face no I'm down for it I think that okay. this is a great platform and you do a great job about raising oh. awareness and raising the stigma and I really believe in the work that you do so well uh, thank you so much thank you. I really do appreciate that and but this is not about me Chelsea this is about you and your knowledge and your nice try though uh, this is about you your knowledge your insight when you pitched to me this idea I was like oh hell yeah we need to do this because um I always say I always say to people I'm not a mental health professional nor do I pretend to be one I don't I don't want to pretend to be one uh but I <laughs> what I love to do is lend my platform to the people that know what they're talking about that have this education that have this insight and knowledge that I could never have and I wanted to lend my platform to people like you to to spread that knowledge and to spread that insight and so we were like okay let's couple cover a bunch of different topics today uh so thank you for pitching this idea and thank you for taking the time out of your your day to 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 sit and chat with me uh I want to tell people about you because uh I I, I love this I'm going to read a little bit of your bio uh -oh. So um, I'm, I'm going to read it straight from your website because it's so it's so perfectly written. So I just want to read it directly from your website. It's great. Um, so um, I, as in you, uh, have always believed in balance. I live that in my personal life to the best of my ability. I've been blessed to have the opportunity to allow this philosophy to spill into my profession. I am of the belief that with a healthy lifestyle, you can attain peace and happiness. I take fitness and nutrition to my fuel uh, to fuel my healthy body and use therapy and counseling to fuel a healthy mind. I began this journey with multiple challenges uh, in life uh, when multiple multiple challenges in life uh, were thrown my way, starting as a child in the performing and visual arts like me, <laughs> uh, set in the creative foundation uh, in my set the creative foundation in my heart. Working with children as a teen and onward highlighted my desire to help children and their families. As I took my journey through college and graduate school. I realized I had an ear for listening. Through my personal journey, I realized the benefits of fitness and nutrition and how they helped me through difficult times in my life. These interests are, uh, are what brought me to Healthy Minds and more counseling services, bringing balance and peace to our lives. And if you want Chelsea's full story, we did an interview, when was this, last month? Yeah, I think so. I think it was last month and we, and we talked all about this. So I'm going to make sure I include a link to that. So, so we can, so people that want to get like the full backstory about you uh, there, but in the meantime, uh, Chelsea, if you don't mind, uh, before we get into these questions, tell us a little bit about you, uh, about uh, what you do every single day and, and why you pitch this topic. Oh man. Okay. So uh, about me in regards to like the balance and that. Yeah. Anything, anything, yeah. anything, anything that you want. 
So I, I kind of have like grown into like dubbing myself this like holistic therapist and like mm-hmm. holistic health. Um, so much so that I, I work with a holistic healer as well, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, she does like craniosacral therapy and chiropractic care, acupuncture, um, hypnotherapy. Like she does all this kind of stuff and I love her work too. So my local clients, I do also refer to her if it is appropriate. Um, cause I think that, I think that sometimes in in medicine and you know the united states like we we've kind of shied away from more of that holistic care like what's really going on underneath the, sur- the surface mm-hmm. yeah um so we've kind of gotten into this like holistic health you know i go to the gym i do do yoga um i'm really conscientious of of, of my diet and what i'm eating mm-hmm. um not to the point where it stresses me out because i think sometimes you know when we go down that road we can get a little stressed out but um you know, I try and just keep things very balanced and, and fueling my body, um, fueling my soul, um, and things like that in in a healthy way. Um, and so that being said, I kind of, um, believe in like having a balanced mind, body and spirit. So when working with clients, a lot of times I'll ask them, well, what are you eating? How is Mm -hmm. your sleep? What's your spiritual practice? Um, it's not about having a specific religion, but having some kind of faith in something greater than you um right. and you so definitely don't want the, the the those first two questions like what are you eating and how you sleeping you definitely do not want me to answer those questions right now like uh, we're just going to pretend that 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 you that you did not ask me those questions because that's you okay. do not want to hear that answer that's okay that's okay so that all that means is you're out of alignment right now that's it's very true. And I had therapy. Um, I have therapy every other Monday. Uh, and that was one of the things that we actually talked about, you know, when it came when it comes to like my sleeping schedule, but not necessarily my eating side, but 100% my sleeping schedule and how I go about doing that. So I'm glad you brought that up for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you know, and again, it's, I say these things not to necessarily stress people out or like, be like oh, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> right. um, it's just You might temporarily be out of alignment. So for example, um, one of the journeys I'm on right now is becoming a perinatal certified therapist. Mm. I took a class waiting to take the exam whatever um but also i'm on i'm a new mom too and your sleep is <laughs> what i have sleep you know <laughs> sleep um, i don't know what this sleep thing is it sounds fun i gotta i gotta my friends told me all about it i gotta try it out one day right and so you know i think being someone who was so balanced and 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 whatnot um that was kind of t- difficult for me to be out mm-hmm. of alignment with and you know regaining the sinking with that but anyway um so yeah so that kind of holistic journey and so like I also try and practice what I preach. So, you know, I might not be currently in therapy, but I've had a therapist. I plan on having mm. a therapist, you know, during different transition stages. And and I believe, and sorry, therapists out there, if you don't like what I have to say yet, but um, <laughs> if your therapist doesn't have a therapist or have ne- has never had a therapist, get a new therapist. That's oh, that's really interesting because I'm not going to lie. It, it's always it's always been in my mind. I'm I'm like, man, I wonder if my therapist has a therapist and if so does my therapist like be like yo okay this guy that i have every monday at six o'clock good <laughs> lord <laughs> he's working through a lot and he's projecting right now <laughs> i think that's super cute no when we go to our therapist we talk about ourselves that's fair that's fair <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so it's so that, that's the kind of stuff that I think about sometimes I also think about like because I make mental health content and I have obviously and I have like therapists uh, that contact me and they'll be like hey um I didn't know who you were but my one of my patients a bunch of my patients keep showing me your videos <laughs> and I wanted to reach out and I was like oh my god and I'm just I, I told my therapist on Monday I was like I apologize in advance if at any point any of your other patients use me <laughs> as an example for whatever you're working on with them if they happen to bring up like an instagram reel that i did and, oh. and they're like this guy knows what he's talking about and then my therapist is like oh my god if they only knew <laughs> that's great i love that that's so cute <laughs> yeah that's no awesome. i i love i love do you talk to a lot of other therapists like about stuff like this like as in like not necessarily from a therapeutic standpoint, but other ther- therapists in regards to like just talking about like that process of, of the importance of a therapist having therapy or getting therapy. Sometimes, I think when I did agency work more so um, being mm-hmm. in a group practice of being the owner of a group practice, it's kind of just us, you yeah. know, it's been isolated. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I check in with my therapist that I supervise. Um, I'm also a qualified supervisor for interns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talk to I talk to the therapists that I supervise and make sure that they're working through their sticking points um, because I, 
I think it's really important. There's this thing called transference in our field. Mm. Um, and they also say counter-transference, but it transfers is transference. So whether it's client onto therapist or therapist onto client. And when we're experiencing transference as a therapist onto our clients, it's really important we work through some of that stuff. And mm -hmm. so um, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just basically like, oh, I have mom issues and now I'm projecting them onto my client. Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. or if we're feeling frustrated with the client, there's usually a reason, like in a personal reason, it's sure. usually not the client it has nothing to do right. with them. It's all about us. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I, I, I encourage my therapist that I work with to work through their stuff right, and, and right. have a therapist to do that, or at least in some kind of supervisory situation, even though I'm not their therapist, but I can maybe guide them through some things. Sure. That makes sense. And I, I love, I, I'm really thankful that you're giving this background on everything because this is kind of like laying the groundwork for, for the questions that we're going to be answering. So like, those were some of the questions that, that I had personally. And like I said, we got tons of questions that came through and, um, and I, I wish we had time to get through all of them, but we're, we're not. So we're definitely gonna have to do a part two to this, but I, I want to dive right into this. Um, so the first question is from Ellie from New York city. And uh, she wrote, how do I know if therapy is right for me? <laughs> so, all right. So I'm going to preface with, before we get into too many more, um, I'm giving very general answers, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're not the, the person asking questions, not sitting right in front of me. So I can't dive in, but how do you know if therapy is right for you? I'm just going to say it's right for everybody. Um, we all are going through transitions. We all are going through something. There's a difference between good mental health and mental mm. illness. So just mm. because you don't necessarily have mental illness doesn't mean that therapy is not right for you. So if you're sitting there going, Hmm, I wonder if I need therapy, go to therapy. There's it's something really... on your mind that you're like, yeah. mm -hmm. right. Um, so even if it's something that feels trivial, like, Oh, I should be able to work this out, um, on my own or, Oh, talk to my mom about it. I think still even having a therapist, they're not biased. They're not going to mm. tell you what you want to hear. They're not going to tell you something that's in their own interest. They're going to tell you something that's unbiased. Um, they're going to, you know, help you process it and find out your, your inner needs, wants, desires, that kind of stuff. So even if it's something that's not like serious, like symptomatic, um, I still, I still say go, you know, like you yeah. can feel so much lighter coming out of even just like one or two sessions. If it's something super simple, like, oh, I'm going through this thing at work and I just need to process it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it's important for people to also realize that uh, in addition to what you're saying, like, like, even if you don't think that you need it per se, I feel like therapy finds a way to just help you discover things about yourself and about your thought, uh, your thoughts and how you process things. And you end up discovering, you end up discovering things that you didn't even know existed, it, like within you and, and acknowledging things that you think don't matter, but come to find out you've been suppressing them. And not processing them because for whatever, for a variety of reasons, but you're not processing them and therapy can, can help that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can even speak like on my own personal therapeutic journey, like therapy for me has been so validating, mm -hmm. you know, um, whether, whatever insecurities you're experiencing, whatever second guessing imposter syndrome, whatever's going on, a therapist can be so validating because there's this thing that we call unconditional positive regard that we give to our clients. Mm -hmm. And we don't get that from our friends. We don't get that from our boss. We don't get that from our partners, from our siblings, from whatever, but we get that from a therapist. And yeah. um, just that alone, if you have a good, solid therapeutic relationship, that can just be so warming of your heart. Um, so yeah, I obviously I'm an advocate for therapy. I'm yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, this next question is from Daisy. Daisy says, what can I expect from therapy? Um, okay. So there's, you, ex the she, you expect everything to be fixed, right? Everything's on the first session. You're going to walk <laughs> in, you're going to talk for about 15 minutes and you're gonna be like, Oh, that's what I'm doing wrong. And then you're done. That's it. Right. That's all you got to do. No, One stop no. shop. I was actually going to go through like kind of like the format of therapy. Yeah, um, if you've never been in therapy before you, again, you don't really know what to expect. Then the first intake session, it sucks. It's like super dry. It's like, let me get, it's called your biopsychosocial, literally like your biography. Like, let me hear all about your history. Um, and it is, it feels dry and it feels really in, invasive um, and you're vulnerable and you don't know this person. And they're asking you about your trauma history and they're asking you about your <laughs> substance use and have you ever had suicidal thoughts and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Um, so your first 
session or two is really your therapist asking you a lot of questions. Um, we call that like the assessment stage. Um, then we start moving and shifting into what we call the treatment planning stage. Um, this is where you set up your goals for therapy. Um, once you establish your goals for therapy, that's your intervention stage. Um, that's where it's like, oh, therapist is going to work her mojo. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> usually it's you doing a lot of homework. Right. Um, and then in the field, they call it the termination stage. And I hate that saying. Is it, it termi so termination stage? Ter that's mm -hmm. our field. Like that's like what they teach us in school. I call it graduation. It's graduation <laughs> therapy because termination sounds so gross. I know. <laughs> it sounds so like. <laughs> Clinical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not fun. So yeah. So then you graduate. And um, so that's kind of like what to expect as far as the format of therapy. Mm -hmm. Um as far as like what to expect for your personal journey. I, I don't know. I don't know why you're seeking therapy. So everybody. Right. Right. It's going to, it's going to differ for, for each person, you know, and, and, and you'll kind of go through that, but generally speaking, like what you're, what you, the way you laid it out, I mean, it's pretty much what it is. And, uh, and it, it seems like it goes without saying, but like a lot of people don't know that. Like I remember the first time that I went into therapy, I thought the same thing, like the first, like during that intake session, um, and I'm like, this person, like, I feel like just learned my name three minutes ago. And now I'm telling them all about my childhood trauma, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, you go from like, hello, hi, how are you to third base? Like, in yes. a second. oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like it's wasting notes because you don't like, you only get like 45, 50, at least in my session, you got, you got 45, 50 minutes to get through a lot of your life, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and all of that. So it's, that's really it's so you know, vulnerable. You're like, did I get an mm. STD from that? Like what? Right. <laughs> right. I got, it's like, you have to have a cigarette afterwards and just like, <laughs> oh. Oh man, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, this so, next question is from oh, okay. Ava. Um, uh, how will this might be another general question, but how will therapy help me? I think you, I think you kind of answered that already in the in the beginning. So how will therapy help me? There's a number of ways. I guess it, it just depends on what you know you're there for and once you go through the steps. Um, Charlie wants to know what should I look for when choosing a therapist. I think this is such a great, um, a great question. I mean, they're all great questions, but um, so what to look for? I think, I think that's such a personal, personal thing, right? You want to feel comfortable and you want to feel like you have trust in this person. You want to feel like you could bury your soul and you would be completely safe. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. really kind of just like a feeling and you might not get it on the first session, right? You might just kind of have like this, I feel uncomfortable, you know, but mm -hmm. I feel like I can talk to this person. It's easy to talk mm -hmm. to this person. Um, but I'm, uh, I might be uncomfortable in, in this chair, you know, in this space. Um, I think also a good thing to look for, um, in a therapist is obviously like credentialing. You want to make sure that they're not a life coach and that they are like a, either a licensed or on track to be licensed, um, mm -hmm. clinical worker, um, not to bash life coaches out there, but life coaches are not psychotherapy, right? You have mm. a psychotherapist, which is very different from a life coach. Um, and I love life coaching. I think it's great. Um, but you know, if you're looking for therapy for mental illness and things like that, then yeah, you definitely want to make sure that they're licensed, right. um, and that they're licensed in the state that you live in. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, uh, can you also, um, I mean, I, be I believe this to be true, but I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, you're not always going to click with like your therapist, especially your first one. And so it's not uncommon to go to therapy, not click, and then have to maybe try somebody else, right? Can can you talk a little bit about that? I That's actually one of the talking points I always touch on my very first session. If for whatever reason, you're feeling like you're not getting something out of this, talk to me about it because there's a couple of things that can happen. I might be using the wrong kind of intervention for you. Mm. So like an example, I went to therapy when I was in college and I was overwhelmed with schoolwork and the therapist gave me CBT paperwork, like homework. Mm. And I'm like, so like I don't which write. is an awful idea when you're in college. With all, yeah. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to do your worksheets. I could barely do my schoolwork. So, right. So, <laughs> make, so if I talked to her about it, which I didn't, but if I did, she might be like, Oh, my bad. Maybe I should use a different <laughs> intervention. Right, um, right. So I always say, you know, at first, just talk to your therapist about it because it might just, it might actually be something within you that they mm -hmm. can help unearth. Um, or it might just be a little tweak that they need to make with their intervention or kind of how they're going about uh, treatment. And if it continues after like 
three or four, five sessions, then maybe it's time to find a new therapist. Right, right. Uh, I love this next question. I think it's it's great. Um, this is from uh, Sophia. Uh, how long does it typically take to see results from therapy? Mm. So it depends on it depends on the client, right? Mm-hmm. Um, patient, client, whatever you want to call. Mm-hmm. But um, it depends on the person because some people they can find relief in the first session, right? Um, because whatever multitude of reasons and some people if they're resistant to change or they're just not seeing it or there's a huge trauma history um you know there there might be very many different components maybe it's couples counseling um and you're not necessarily seeing something right away so that's also a very like personal journey and it depends Mm -hmm. on like what you're going for if you're if you need medication and if you're medication compliant and like all like there's so many variables um, but I've had some clients where literally they came to me for like two or three sessions and they were like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got what I needed. <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, um, so it just depends, you know, what yeah. you're coming for and how responsive you are to treatment. Right. Right. And you'll, you'll notice, uh, I kind of tried, I tried to, uh, put these questions kind of like in, in, I don't want to say chronological order, but kind of like, uh, an order in which like, we kind of start from like the initial, okay, should I go to therapy and to, okay, what happens when I'm there? When should I expect, expect results? So that's why I'm kind of like going in, in this, in this way. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm going to go take a step back for a section and talk, uh, and talk about the first session for a second. Cause I, I like this question too. It's from Grace and, um, they state, is there anything special I should do to prepare for my first session with a therapist? Ooh. So not necessarily anything special, but I definitely think being prepared, if you like, if you are anxious about therapy and you Mm -hmm. need to do like a couple of deep breaths before it to kind of ground and center, I think also going into it with an open heart and an open mind, um, open to receive, just kind of just being really, really open to the experience, which sometimes anxiety and nerves can kind of close us off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm big when I used to do in-person therapy, I'm big on, on body language. So like, sometimes I would have my clients, you know, put their feet, you know, both flat, flat on the ground and like sit with their mm-hmm. arms uncrossed, just so that you're open. If you're open body language, you're open to usually receive a little bit more too. Right. Right. Um, I, I, I've learned a lot recently in regards to uh, couples therapy and, and like how many people go to like, you know, as, as a couple, but there was this one question that was sent in from uh, Lila, Lila, Lila. Um, she states, uh, can couples counseling, and it's kind of word, worded weird here. So let me know if it comes off as weird, but um, can couples counseling be helpful even when only one person is in treatment? Does that, does that kind of make, I don't know if that makes it sense. It does make sense. It does. Um, mm-hmm. so when, it's basically when one half of the couple is in therapy for mm-hmm. couples counseling is what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, so, cause I figure, okay, is it couples counseling if both people aren't in it, but I'm also dumb. So like, correct well, me, so, please. So think about this time. <laughs> if you're, if you're in a, in a couple yeah. and you guys book a couple session and one of you shows up and the other is mad and doesn't go, mm. it's still couples. Mm-hmm. still couples work mm-hmm. um I find in my experience that if both sides of the couple aren't regularly attending couples therapy um it usually isn't gonna have a very happy outcome right um but it also depends on why the couple's going to therapy mm-hmm. you know because sometimes couples go because there is an identified patient, like what we call. So like, for example, maybe the marriage is is decent or the relationship is decent, but one half of the couple is struggling with substance abuse, mm. you know? And so um, that person who's actively in addiction isn't going to couples therapy, but the, the one who's sober is, you know, right. then they're going and they're trying to get support and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it just really depends on on the story and what's going on with the couple, but I find it's most beneficial if both half of the couple is attending couples therapy. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I, I feel like, uh, if when one person is committed to trying to make something better and the other isn't, then I'm not saying it's, it's bound to fail, but like the chances are the chances of it not working out are probably a little bit higher than normal. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, you can do some of that kind of work too. Like, um, 
for example, if one half of the couple's going, you know, letting mm. go of trying to change the other half and like doing your own work, right. that can then, you know, but then it becomes individual therapy at that point. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, this question is from uh, Isaiah. No, lies, because you already answered that one. Uh, this is from Layla. Um, this one's kind of a two-parter, so I don't know if you can answer it in, in with one answer, but I'll throw them both out there. Uh, Layla states, are there any dangers associated with psychotherapy or psychiatric medications that I should know about before starting treatment? Yes, so I actually took notes on this question mm-hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> there are risks um, with psychotherapy. Um, but as far as like medication, I'm just going to throw out there mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm not a, a medical doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. So any of the risks with any medication, there are risks, right? So mm-hmm. I would just consult with your prescribing doctor as far as like the medication goes. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, when anytime you put something in your body, whether it be food or medication, whatever, it's going to obviously affect you right. in some way. Um, but the common risks associated with psychotherapy, you know, talk therapy, um, the some clients and this is this can be common can develop strong feelings for their therapists especially Mm. after like a long period of time in therapy um and sometimes it can feel uncomfortable or confusing and so it's really important to explore that and express that to your therapist so that Mm. you guys can work through some of that stuff um your therapist is experienced to handle it. And some that's that transfer and stuff that we were talking about. Right. Right. Um, but as the client, you could be like, Oh my God, why am I having these feelings, these strong feelings towards my therapist? They could be good or bad. Oh, I hate my therapist or, Oh my God, I think I'm falling in love with my therapist or anything in between. Has that happened um, to you before? Um, I haven't had the love one. I've had mm. clients like scream in my face. Fuck you. I hate you. Oh no. Really? Um, I should also preface that I used to work in a drug treatment program. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So when you're coming mm-hmm. off of yeah. substances, you you're angry. At, right, that's right. Not me. That's that's their own hurt and their own pain mm-hmm. coming out. Right, and, right. You know, I just I help I help love them and mm-hmm. help them through that. It's not about mm-hmm. me. Right, right. But strong feelings, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The feelings are strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing is is therapy can complicate your life um, mm-hmm. because it's about making changes, right? Um, and looking at yourself differently and usually it's improvements, right? But that can change how you live. That can change how you feel about certain relationships, creating healthy boundaries with people sometimes means they're no longer in your life at the same capacity as they were. And that's an adjustment that can be difficult. Um, so your therapist can help you like work through some of that stuff. Um, another risk, which is kind of obvious, but maybe not so obvious therapy is not free usually. And so depending on your financial situation, that can be a burden, right? Um, Some people, you know, choose to go the the insurance route. Some people insure choose to go the cash pay route, Um, but it's still, it's still a burden, right? Um, Another risk is if you are going the insurance route, insurance companies um, have the right to ask about your treatment. Um, so they ask about your counseling, they they ask about your counseling experience to, to deem if it's necessary or not medically necessary. Um, so when talking about confidentiality, it's confidential to a point because insurance companies Mm -hmm. are digging into, um, if you are going through insurance, your therapist is required to give you a diagnosis. So let's say you're going for mental health. Oh, I'm having an issue with work and I'm just stressed out because I have a jerk boss and you go through your insurance, you have to have a diagnosis. So your therapist is going to diagnose you with something. So you're saying jerk boss is not an official diagnosis recognized by Mm -hmm. society? No, it's not. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to rescind one of my uh, (laughs) diagnoses. I'm kidding. I love my boss. (laughs) BJ, if you're listening, BJ, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So... So, so, so those are some of them, some of my notes, there's a few more, but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, there are some risks, you know, some seem benign uh, depending on how, um, quiet you are about, you know, how, how close you hold your cards to your chest will determine how you feel about using, using your insurance or not. Right. Right. No, I love that. Thank you for, thank you for like being so, uh, uh, like well-spoken about that. Cause I, I know that that's a question that people 
like do have like legitimately have about like this entire process that um you may not think of like in the moment but like when you're coming down to the point where you're you're you know going to discuss possibly going to therapy that is something that will just like pop up in your brain like okay what are what are the cons or our potential cons or, or dangers of of this and so on and so forth um and while we're while we're stopped here in between questions i do want to say uh to anybody that's listening or watching right now um, if you're enjoying uh, this this interview that I'm doing with my wonderful friend uh, Chelsea here, um, there's plenty more uh, things just like this uh, where I'm interviewing mental health professionals from all over the globe. Uh, I always, always, always want to lend my platform to people that know what they're talking about. Um, and so I'm always interviewing people uh, like Chelsea, the therapists, mental health professionals that are able to provide a knowledge and an insight that I can't provide um, and stuff that may not even be easily found on the internet. So um, if you're inter interested in more like this, uh, click on the link within the description of this video of this podcast, and you're going to see a link to Patreon, uh, where you can get so many interviews that I've done with mental health professionals. It's only $1 per month. That's it. $1 per month. And you get access to all of those interviews that I've done. Plus, Plus, you get a sneak peek behind the scenes look at my life, all the stuff that I don't put out publicly, I put up in there, I, I talk personal stuff in there, because that's my safe space. Uh, so if you're interested in stuff like that, go subscribe to uh, the Vibe with Kai Patreon. It's only $1 per month. Okay, I had to plug, I had to do the plug, you know, plug. I had to do the commercial. That's you know, okay. I, I'm I'm also practicing for when I get I get sponsored by like McDonald's or something like that. Like we we just answered all of these questions about like traumatic, uh, traumatic childhoods, and then and I'll switch to speaking of traumatic childhoods, McDonald's is a new kids meal is available today. <laughs> I gotta work traumatic on my segments. Childhood. Back when McDonald's had the playpen, <laughs> yeah, they still do. They still have the playpens. It's still Not there. Any. I know Trump, like go there to get triggered, get, you know, that's, that's going to be my McDonald's. If you're listening, hire me as your spokesperson, like, because <laughs> I will find a segue. I will, I will make it work. Dang it. Oh <laughs> my God. That's really funny. Um, this next question, uh, it actually has to deal with, uh, insurance. Uh, it's, and then we were talking about insurance. So I, I would, it's perfect that it leads into this. This is from Benjamin. Um, will my insurance cover mental health care and how do I find out what's covered by my plan and how much will it cost me in co-payments, co-insurance uh, or deductible amounts that must be met before coverage begins, et cetera? So I have a love-hate relationship with this question. <laughs> um, I love it because it's it's a thorough, great question. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate it because insurance is a pain in the butt. You have mm -hmm. to call your insurance company and sit yeah. on hold and be in voicemail jail and operator, customer service representative, a person, you're going to have to do it. It sucks, mm -hmm. but maybe they have an interweb thing. Yeah. Like hopefully like on the, on the website, maybe it'll have like more information yeah, and, and stuff. I don't stuff. use insurance for my therapist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there, well, you know, I actually, I, I did a video on this because uh, there's a lot of um, ther uh, therapists that don't work with insurance companies because of how difficult that process can be, you know, um, and expensive. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, please correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, when a client comes in and they and they're working with the therapist and insurance, the insurance obviously takes a cut of what that of what's being paid, right? So like the the um, the therapist doesn't really see all of that money that comes through. Correct. So mm -hmm. I, as a therapist, I take insurance for my clients, mm -hmm. but when I go see a therapist, I don't use mm -hmm. my insurance. Okay. Correct. Um, I don't, I don't have, I don't use insurance for my therapist either. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the insurance companies, depending on which one it is, <laughs> makes you jump through a certain number of hoops. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's, I mean, it, I mean, if you want, I can talk about what that's yeah. like for go us. Right on ahead. Absolutely. Um, so if you, if you want to be paneled with an insurance company, you have to like apply. And if you apply to them directly, you have to like advocate for yourself directly with an insurance company. And I mm -hmm. don't know how, what that process is like, but I've always been talked out of it. And the other way to do it is using a company, a credentialing company. Mm -hmm. And basically they have the relationships with all the insurance companies and you basically sign over everything in blood and promise mm -hmm. your firstborn. And then they take a percentage of your monthly income every month 
to cover the costs of getting you paneled with all these insurance companies. So like it's like 3% or 4%, mm -hmm. like depending on your contract. That's one way. Other companies, they have you pay up front, like a flat fee, like, I don't know, 1500 bucks, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they, they do all the heavy lifting and negotiate contract reimbursement prices. And it's, this is what's so fun, um, is it depends on where you're located as a therapist and how saturated the market is. Interesting. So the more saturated it is with clinicians, the less your reimbursement rate is. But if it's a high needs location, the higher your reimbursement rate is. Interesting. So if you're saying that if it's like a place like New York City, it'll like the reimbursement rate will be higher than like Nowheresville, Nebraska or vice well, versa. It depends. It depends on how many therapists there are in your specialty. So like if you right. if there's if there's like one of you or 10 of you, you're going to have a higher reimbursement rate than if there's right. like 5000 of you in mm -hmm. one county. So you're saying that mental health has found a way to be supply and demand holy shit really how did how did people how that did capitalism work into i don't know but there might ADHD. be some people that'll be like oh my god she's so wrong that's not how it is i'm going through the credentialing process now that's how it is wow yeah because i was using other companies and i'm not gonna like yeah. put their names out here but mm -hmm. i was using other companies that do it a different way where you become a 1099 and work for them Mm. and we have provider numbers, whatever. Anyway, they use their provider number, so you're not using your own provider number, but they take care of all the insurance stuff for you, and that's how I was doing it, but I'm coming right. out of that because I want to use my own NPI number, my own provider number, and I don't want to have to be dependent on those companies. Th this sounds stressful. Just listening to you describe <laughs> this, I grew like 17 gray hairs on my <laughs> face. Like just listening you to you explain this, I'm all I'm already like, no, nah, I'm good. I'll stick yeah. with um, I'll I'll stick with uh, no, talking to people I'm, on a microphone. I'm also like a big support of other therapists who are going yeah. through this right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's great, and, and I hope I hope other therapists might actually you know be listening to this as well, you know, and and hopefully feeling validated with this you know this whole process because like this is something that's happening all over the united states it's really difficult so i mean if you're a therapist you guys can reach out to me i'll talk to you whatever email me anyway but um it, it is tough because here's the thing like you struggle with okay if i'm paneled i get more referrals right if i'm mm -hmm. paneled the insurance companies are going to send me clients and funnel clients and i'll be able to pay my bills and eat um but if you're like but i don't want to go through that headache and I just want to do cash and, and, you know, take cash only, then it's like, well, what's the right price, mm. right? Because mm -hmm. you don't want to price yourself out and like not be accessible to other people, like you right. know, to clients. And then, you know, then you're like, Oh, now I have no clients and I can't eat. Um, so it's, it's like, do I, what, what way do I go? And so mm -hmm. some, some therapists I know they kind of do a blend. Like they take only so many insurance clients and like mainly cash pay or whatever, Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's a it's it's a balancing act it really is good lord no uh, i'll 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 stick with uh i'll stick with marketing and making tiktok videos <laughs> i don't have to deal with anything else um this next question is from let's say uh skylar and she states could something that happened to me when i was young still be causing problems for me now as an adult even though i don't really remember it happening or feel like it has any bearing on my current life at all? I mean, if you feel like it, it is, then it is, right? Mm -hmm. You're, I, I fully believe that you are the um, expert of your own experience. And if you're feeling like, okay, even though I don't really remember this, I feel like it's impacting me now, then mm -hmm. it is, right? And so um, it's just now unearthing how and why and what about it, right? Mm -hmm. um, could it subliminally affect you? Like, can yeah. it, could it like, like even without you realizing that it was something traumatic, like, could it still affect you in some way? If you're yeah. not like really thinking about it, I guess in the forefront of your brain, but it's, it's there, it happened. Yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. I mean, so when enough. you talk about, so here's an example, when you talk mm -hmm. about trauma is generational, mm. That's not something that even happened directly to you. It happened to your right. grandparents, great grandparents, whatever. It's a great but point. it's a generational trauma. 
Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Look at you. This is why. This is exactly why I'm like, oh, Chelsea's the per- perfect person for this because you're just coming in ready to drop some bombs. I like simplified it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait, he doesn't know why. Yes. Okay, let me know <laughs> why. Yes. Yes. Remember, I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> I know absolutely nothing at all. Um, this next question is from uh, Navia. Navia. Uh, is there a particular mindset or attitude that might make the healing process easier or more uh, and more effective over time when working with frustration, grief, guilt, shame, and other difficult emotions that come during therapy sessions? If so, what is it? <laughs> okay, so I love I love the giggle, right? Um, I just I, I love this question. So mm-hmm. I feel like the um, most people would say, no, there's not, but I'm going to say, mm. yes, there is. Okay. And I'm going to say it's being open. Mm. It's open to receive, open to looking in the mirror and seeing mm-hmm. what your personal responsibility is to these difficult feelings. And then secondly, I'm going to say lean in, right? When we're feeling an uncomfortable emotion, our first initial response is to avoid, pull away, pull back. Right. I don't want to feel it. Numb. Zone out on TikTok. Zone out with the alcohol bottle. Pop right. a pill. Have sex. Whatever. Like mm-hmm. we want to numb. I don't want to feel this. Right. Right. Lean into the difficult emotion. Get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Um, when we lean in, think about think about a pulled muscle or sore muscle. You're going to the gym. You're lifting weights. And oh, oh you can man. tell. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. Right? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing all that and the lactic acid is there and your muscles are sore, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't do anything, it's going to take longer for them to repair. If you foam roll, if you stretch, if you lean into it, do some yoga, whatever, they mm-hmm. heal. It hurts while you're doing it, but they heal quicker. Mm. Same with emotions, right? I love it. I love, I love when we use physical things to come like to help people understand the mental side of things because i feel like we accept physical injuries but we don't accept mental you know well like illnesses or mental disorders the same way and like it kind of like takes a back burner and like i always love using you know like a physical like something physical like a broken arm to describe something from a mental health standpoint. And it it seems to help people understand that like, it's just as important, if not more important, (laughs) you know, um, to take care of your, of your mind, you Mm -hmm. know, mentally than it is to take care of, like, obviously we want to take care of each other physically, uh, our physical bodies, but our mental state goes a long way. And I feel like people just don't view it that way. Well, us as a society, I can't speak for other societies, but us as a society, we are reactive, mm. not proactive, right? We don't take, uh, do, you know, caution, like do caution, like to prevent. We're not preventative people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, now that it hurts, let me go to the doctor. Mm. Not, mm-hmm. you know, let me do the things to prevent it from hurting, you know, let like, as we age, for example, right, we need to have balance and flexibility and strength. Mm-hmm. But we don't do that. We wait until we right. need the hip replacement to, to go to a physical <laughs> therapist. Like, right. But we should be doing that all along so that we prevent injuries, so that we don't break our hips when we're older, so that we don't fall and lose our balance when we're older. Because falls are actually like one of the biggest declines in the elderly. Wow. That's, is that why they have like those... Um what do you call it? life alert things like uh that the, they can wear around their neck so like when they fall they, they just like does i don't know if it sensors that they fell but uh it, like they can push a button i remember the i just remember the commercial of the yeah, people yeah. Of the old mean, people falling and, and yeah i mean but that's that's the thing right like they, they fall and they can't mm-hmm. heal and then they die with the that was thing. grim that was yeah, but, that's, but that happened <laughs> but it's the it's the a factual no lies detected <laughs> No, I mean, it happened to my my husband's grandmother. She fell, broke her hip, and couldn't just couldn't recover. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's that's some scary stuff. But um, so, so that going to say prevent yeah, it, right? Right. Um, I love, love, love this question because, like, this the, your answer can go any number of ways. Theoretically speaking, is there anything wrong? with talking negatively about myself while sitting down with a counselor. For example, I'm not good enough. 
Okay, so now we're putting a moral compass on your mm. own internal thoughts. Mm. So I would like to, if this was my client, explore that. Mm -hmm. um, but the short version, since this is a Q&A, no, there's nothing wrong with it. However, it's unhelpful. Mm. Instead of I'm not enough, shift it. I don't feel enough. Ooh. Ooh, that was, that was good. I like that. I feel like I should put that on a t-shirt. That was that was a good one. It's yours, guy. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna of course come on. I gotta monetize. You know, I gotta I gotta That's make fine. that. Dough. I'm gonna branch into merch soon too. <laughs> there's Listen, there's been a couple of things you said today about health insurances. I need I to get merch. Let's go. There's been a couple of things you said today that I'm like I could put that on a t-shirt and make some money. You know, since you did a plug, I'm gonna do a plug. Yeah, please After do. We have some merch. Look at that. Mental health helper. What's the, what's the title? Uh, kick, kick anxiety, anxiety to, the to the curb and tell people how they can get that. Um, it's on Amazon. Um, you can search mental health helper. You can search kick anxiety to the curb. It's a workbook. It's not just like a book. Like there's like little journal section. There's like little prompts. There's learn about your anxiety. So, oh, so this is what I'll do. Uh, I'm going to include a link to that book. I didn't know. I didn't. I see. I didn't know this. I wish I would have known this because I would have worked it into that? my little plugs. It's in my signature, my email. I, you know what? You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I will 100% add, uh, I'll add that uh, link into the description oh. of this episode. That way, you know, people can click on it and be like, I want that book. Yeah. Uh, they're British. Uh, everybody listening yeah, I'm going to do a whole kick it series. It'll be great. Yes. <laughs> I love it. This no, this is perfect. Um, so a couple more. Um, the, like, oh, we're gonna have to do a part two, like That's at some fine. point in the future. I'm like, so excited. Let's do it next like, week. I don't care. I know there's like so many. Oh my goodness, there's so many great questions that people have. So we'll do a couple more. Um okay, so this is from bro. Let's go with the one from uh okay. I'll, I'm gonna go with actually Violet because I I'm curious what your answer to this will be. What happens if things, quote, go wrong during the course of our sessions together? What are some of the ways we could handle this sort of situation? I'm not sure what they mean by go wrong, but like, but I'm I'm curious, like, I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what go wrong means, but. I don't know what go wrong means yeah. either. So I'm going to kind of like tackle this lightly. Assuming mm -hmm. it's not an ethical dilemma, for mm -hmm. example, your therapist isn't coming on to you or touching you inappropriately, right. like things right. like that. But go wrong mean you're uncomfortable emotionally mm. or you feel like you're not getting help or things right. just kind of aren't sitting well with you. That's how I'm going to go about answering this question. Talk to your therapist about it. Mm -hmm. Tell them this feel I feel stuck. I feel like we're not getting anything out of this. Right. They get defensive if they get upset, if they whatever, find a new therapist. It, it just means that it's not meant to be anyway. So it's a, probably a good thing that you're, <laughs> that you're leaving. Right. Uh, yeah. I want to squeeze this one in here too, because I like it. Should group settings always be considered before individual counseling options? Ooh, there's your all or nothing thinking. Always, <laughs> never. <laughs> I didn't write the question. That one, that one was from Erica. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. The, I'm just responding to the question. You can't yell at me, dang it. I'm not yelling. <laughs> um, so what was the question? Should group therapy always yeah, should should group settings always be considered before individual counseling options? No, I don't know. Mm -mm. Do um, you do you see I, a benefit to group to group like group therapy? Yeah, so I will say group therapy is really, 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 really beneficial for people mm -hmm. who are suffering with drug addiction, drug and alcohol addiction. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also find group therapy to be okay with teens. It, it's it's difficult for the therapist, but I feel like for teens to have like other teens there can mm -hmm. kind of be helpful, but it's, it's tricky to navigate as the therapist. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're a rock star, Chelsea. I, I really do like, like you took these questions and you're like, I got it from here, Kai. Cool. Thanks. And like, you just, like, you, you kicked us. No, this no, this is great. No, this is perfect. That Cause I don't, I told you, I don't know jack shit. So like, like I, I really do like appreciate you um like taking time out of your your day your night to to sit here and answer these questions that people send in and to anybody listening right now i'm going to keep them on my website i'm going to keep the page open so all of you can continue to just ask questions uh and i will continue to compile them and then you know chelsea you and i will just sit we'll just continue to sit together and just you know answer these questions and uh and 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 hopefully people will feel more comfortable you know um getting help 
you know, if they, if they feel they need it and uh, seeking things out are, are, you know, getting the knowledge to ultimately end the stigma surrounding, you know, mental health, because I, I ultimately, I just want us talking about it. <laughs> you know, uh, I want, I want people to feel comfortable talking about the things that it's, that's on their brains, um, things that they're thinking about, things that are bothering them. And then hopefully that might lead them down a path towards talking to somebody like you, Chelsea, who have this, this, these tools that can help people, you know, live a, a healthier, uh, fulfilling life. So I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, if you could give any last piece of advice to anybody that's listening right now, that's on the fence about going to therapy, what would you say to them? Um, well, I would say, I know that that phone is a thousand pounds. It's really tough to pick up, um, and make the call. Um, but it just takes five seconds of courage. And if you're on the fence, go to therapy. <laughs> I love that. Um, because your own brain got you to where you are. You need to borrow someone else's for a little while. You just gave me two new t-shirts. If you're on the fence, go to therapy. And what, and what was the one about the brain? Oh, um, your own brain got you to where you are. So borrow. No, the one else's. about, about, yeah, bar, I'm going to have to play this back. Cause I'm, those are two t-shirts. You're, you're, if I become a millionaire, I promise you, I will give you like 2% of any Fine. financial <laughs> things that come percent from the t-shirts that's great yes <laughs> i love it i love it chelsea thank you so much if you want more information uh, about chelsea and and how awesome she is and and you want to read more you can visit her website uh healthy mind um healthy minds and more.com uh, i'll include that link in there as well and hold up your hold up that book again because we're going to plug we're going to plug the shit out of this uh <laughs> we have mental health helper kick anxiety to the curb We'll have that Amazon link in the uh, in the description as well. And also, if you want to see or listen to more interviews just like this one, uh, I love, love, love talking with mental health professionals from all over the world. So all you have to do is go subscribe to my Patreon, or you can subscribe to my Instagram, or you can subscribe to uh, my Facebook now. I do have, I have Facebook subscriptions now uh, where you can subscribe for very, 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 very low price, and you get access to all of those interviews and more, all the personal stuff that I put out there, just kind of being vulnerable with people and giving a, a sneak peek behind the scenes look at my life. So if you're interested in that, you can subscribe on Patreon, uh, Facebook, or Instagram. It's all there. All the uh, all the same stuff is there. So Chelsea, thank you again for hanging out with me today. I really do appreciate it. And everybody that's uh, watching and listening, thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Your presence means more than you could ever know. Uh, as always, my friends, much love, good vibes, and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.